Welcome to D.T. Kane's Epic Fantasy Book Club. I'm D.T. Kane, author of the epic fantasy series The Agersfar Saga and The Spoken Books Uprising. Each week, I read from one of my novels, discuss my writing process, answer your questions, and have general discussions about fantasy fiction. It's like a book club, except I do all the work for you. Find show notes, info about all my novels, and much more at dtkane.com. Here's the show. Chapter 37 Give me another, Dell said, and no water mixed in this time. Don't think I didn't notice. For such a large city, it had taken Dell a surprisingly long time to find a tavern. There hadn't been any in the reading district. Apparently, Fortune's readers confined their drinking to within the walls of their own libraries. So he'd wandered back the way they'd come, finally finding this place, the Angel's Tears. At least, that's what the drawing in the old barrel header serving as a sign above the tavern's entrance had depicted. There'd been no writing on it, of course. His arms still ached from lugging Rox's razor about with him. He'd resolved more than once to leave the blasted thing lying on the side of the road. He ought to have. What did Rox expect him to do with it? Now it sat uselessly on the stool beside him. The barkeep kept eyeing the massive weapon as if it might unfold an attack of its own will. "'My fine reader!' the barkeep said, bowing to Dell, though not nearly as low as Dell would have preferred. The hour is getting late. Perhaps you'd like to try our sparkling cider. It was a fine harvest last year, and getting late! Dell slammed a fist down on the bar top, causing the bartender to flinch back. He was a balding man with a gut suggesting he did more than just sell ale, and his eyes had a tendency to nervously flit about as he spoke. The sun is still preaking. The sun is still eking. Dell stopped and took a breath, waiting for a sudden onset of vertigo to subside. The barkeep's eyes darted to the razor again, then out over Dell's shoulder. The bar was empty, save for a few men in a far corner tossing dice. It must not have been a very popular tavern, but the drink was good enough. Whiskey, the barkeep had called it, made of rye and aged in brandy barrels. It was sweet to start and brought tears to Dell's eyes going down. The sun is still... Peeking over the horizon, man, Dell said after a few moments holding his head. My coin not good enough here? No, no, not that, sir. Not at all. It's just, well, we're not exactly used to your kind around here, begging your pardon. Making my other customers a bit, well, nervous. The barkeep dry-washed his hands. This time his eyes moved to just above Dell's head. My kind? Dell looked upward to see what the man was looking at. All he could see was the brim of his. You, you mean, because I'm a reader? The barkeep took a step back, rubbing his hands together with such rapidity Dell thought he might hurt himself. No disrespect meant, of course, good sir. Just not accustomed to being graced with such auspicious company is all. Here, have another drink. It's on the house. 
The barkeep hurriedly refilled Dell's glass, slopping as much of the amber liquid onto the bar as he got into Dell's glass. Dell glowered at the mess, but only for a moment before throwing back half the pour in one gulp. A bit too quickly, it turned out. Some went down the wrong way, and he spluttered, nearly knocking the remainder of the drink over as he grabbed the bar's edge and coughed prolifically, throat burning like he'd swallowed a bonfire. Once he'd finally controlled himself, Dell glanced over his shoulder. Immediately, the heads of the three gamblers across the room snapped away from him, suddenly very interested in the contents of their own glasses. Dell scowled and turned back, looking down to the bar. The barkeep obviously cared for the place, for the oak was polished to such a shine that Dell could see his blue eyes staring back at him. They were uncomfortable because he was a reader? It shouldn't have surprised him, yet somehow it did. He ran a finger through the puddle of spirit the barkeep had spilled. Dell was accustomed to everyone around him showing nothing but respect. Well, except his father, and Bastion. But he supposed he'd never really stopped to think how ordinary illits looked at him. Come to think of it, he wasn't certain he'd ever been in a room with an illit where there wasn't at least one other reader present, or at least Rox. And whenever Rox was around, it was easy to blame any bystander's trepidation on him. Take it, Dell said, yanking the hat off his head and tossing it behind the bar. The plume separated from the hat's band as he did so, floating to the bar top and landing right in the spilled whiskey. Dell left it there. The barkeep looked at the hat in horror, as if Dell had just tossed a dead body over the bar. Little good it's done me since I got here anyway. Might as well be an illit for all the courtesy I've been shown. Uh, no disrespect, of course. Dell raised his glass toward the still gaping barkeep and downed the rest of his whiskey, this time managing to keep it down with only minimal coughing. Did I tell you how Farston treated me? The sound of a chair hitting the floor caused Dell to look over his shoulder again. One of the men at the gambling table had stood up, his chair on its side. He was staring at Dell. Excuse me, the man muttered, looking down to the floor. He righted his chair, then walked straight out of the establishment. Please, sir, the barkeep said, if you don't mind, address Duke Liamina by his proper title. He has ears everywhere. I guess that shouldn't surprise me, Dell muttered. Fine, we don't have to talk about far Duke Liamina, then. I don't suppose you've any thoughts on how I can get my harbor freed before tomorrow, do you? The man shook his head vigorously. The prospect of having a harbor in his bar seemed to please the barkeep even less than Dell's presence. At least Dell was paying for drinks. Everyone knew harbors didn't imbibe. There was no truth in alcohol. At least, that's what Rox would say. Dell was finding he didn't really agree. It'd been quite a while since he'd had thoughts as clear as he was having now. How often do they hold executions out in front of the conservatory? The barkeep had busied himself wiping up the liquor he'd spilled, but paused. He'd picked up the feather from Dell's hat between thumb and forefinger as if it were a squirming bug. Oh, once a week or so, the barkeep responded, not looking at Dell. Though since the incident at Galfet Library, they've been more frequent, one every day just about. Ah, Dell said. They always so graphic?
The barkeep shrugged, still holding the feather out at arm's length. Sets an example for the speakers. Less likely to disobey if they know that's waiting for them. Can't say I disagree with the logic. You mean... Oh, give me that! Dell snatched the feather out of the man's hand and stuffed it into a pocket of his jacket. The barkeep looked relieved, and Dell continued. You mean, you actually condone what they do to those poor wretches with that wheel? The barkeep looked Dell straight in the eyes for the first time. He appeared perplexed. The eye contact only lasted a moment, then the barkeep looked down again, wiping at the bar top with a rag. Not for me to question readers, good sir. What if I commanded you to question them? Dell said. The barkeep stopped wiping the bar top and glanced up. Are you, sir? Commanding me, that is. Somehow, the barkeep's eyes didn't seem nearly so nervous as they had earlier. What Dell had taken as anxiety before now seemed like a gleam of challenge. Dell sighed, shaking his head. Immediately, he regretted it. He had to close his eyes and take several deep breaths through his nose before he could confidently open his mouth again. No, I'm not here to do any commanding, but for what it's worth, I think it's awful. My father would probably have me broken on the wheel for admitting that to an illit, but there it is. It's how I feel. Is that so awful? Being honest? That whole time, Dell's eyes had been closed. When he opened them, he found the barkeep had set a large glass of water before him. He nearly snapped at the man that he needed more liquor, but then the barkeep answered his question. No, sir, I don't think it's bad at all. My opinion or my honesty? Both. Good stuff all around. Dell swallowed his hostility and glanced down at the water. He supposed he could use a bit of hydration. Hefting the glass and tilting it back, he downed it in one go. Oh, thanks for that. Again, that perplexed look from the barkeep. It's just, Dell went on. Once his mouth got going, it could be difficult to stop. Doubly so now that the liquor had run its course through him. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I know they're speakers, and look, scribes know they can be dangerous. I'm a torch sire. One of my forefathers invented the separation of powers between readers and speakers. Just look what happened when society permitted men to read and speak. Nearly destroyed everything. Still... Dell looked back down, staring at his reflection. He wrapped a knuckle on the bar top, unsure how to say what was on his mind. No one had ever taught him how to express his feelings. You expressed what was best for the library. Anything else was a weakness to be suppressed. But the walls he'd learned to erect around his emotions had been eroded away by a sea of brown liquor. It's the indignity of it, man! he said, smacking his palm down on the bar. I'm no progressive, don't get me wrong. Speakers are speakers and readers are readers, that's that. But speakers are men too, aren't they? Actus Torchsire's promise of a balanced, if not fair, society rings a tad bit hollow when you see something like that giant wheel crushing a man alive, wouldn't you say so? The barkeep looked from the corner of his eye at Dell, not raising his head from where he was still wiping at the bar. The spilled drink had long since been cleaned away. 
You commanding me to answer that question, sir?' Dell grimaced. He told himself it was just from the pain in his hand, but really it was the tone of the barkeep's voice, speaking far louder than any answer he could have supplied. "'No,' Dell muttered. "'Of course not.' All I'm saying is that if us readers are supposed to be the leaders of society, we ought to find civilized ways of doing things. That's all. The barkeep nodded to himself. I do hear some of the progs are proposing a list of rights for speakers, the barkeep said. He seemed about to say more, but then his head snapped toward Dell, eyes growing wide. I um, have to get something from the back. Please excuse me a moment. He disappeared into a back room without waiting for Dell's response. After staring at his reflection in the bar top for a while longer, Dell decided the barkeep didn't intend to return and stood up. The barkeep was probably worried Dell meant to go call the Indomitable Army to arrest him for sedition, and why shouldn't he think that? Dell knew readers who'd kill a man on the spot for saying far less against the interests of the library's absolute power. It took Dell several seconds to find his balance once off his stool. After achieving some semblance of equilibrium, he tossed several gilts onto the bar top, much more than the liquor itself had been worth, but money well spent. He stumbled out of the bar into the twilight. The cold air felt good on his face. As he walked down the street, slowly so as not to trip over his unsteady feet, Dell found he was no longer anxious about carrying out his father's command to oppose Farston. That cursed Duke of Leomina Library deserved every difficulty Dell could give him, and that barkeep had given Dell an idea or two for his opening remarks to the Congress. And if Farston revealed Dell's secret as a result, well, at least Dell could stop living his life in constant fear he'd say something he ought not, and stop living to please a man he secretly loathed a man who had ruined his mother's proud legacy for Torchsire Library. Huh! And if Farston did reveal what Dell had done? Well, what Bastion had done, really? If he revealed the truth, wouldn't that be proof favoring the speakers? A speaker had completed the trials, the rite of passage for all readers who sought even a modicum of notoriety. Dell laughed, deep from his belly full of whiskey, drawing concerned glances from passers-by. They stared at him like he was crazy. <laughs> Perhaps he was, stumbling down the street, cackling like an old crone. But he no longer cared. All right. Hello, DT crew. Welcome back to another episode of DT Kane's epic fantasy book club. Today is April 23rd, 2023, as I record this, which is episode number 34 of season 2 of the podcast, and episode number 61. Overall, uh, we just finished reading chapter 37 of Declaimer's Discovery, part 2 of the Spoken Books Uprising. Uh, Dell had himself a little <laughs> too much to drink there, and... Uh, Found some truths in the uh, the bottom of his uh, whiskey glass. Uh, sounds like he may actually be going along with his father's plan to oppose Duke Farston's uh, proposals at the upcoming Congress to suppress the Speaker uprising. 
but is it really just Duke Octavinal's plan anymore, or is Dell actually coming around to the thinking that maybe they shouldn't treat speakers uh, as poorly <clears throat> as they do currently in society? Well, uh, tune in next week to start finding out. Uh, we will read the first half of chapter 38 next week, uh, the day after Bill's uh, binge drinking here. Uh, Dell will be uh, heading off to the Congress, and we'll read up to the portion of the chapter where uh, Farston begins introducing him to the other representatives of the Congress. So uh, tune in next week uh, to listen to that. Uh, other than that, uh, not too much for an update. I continue to work my way through Fire and Ink, which is part six of the Spoken Books Uprising. Uh, as of Friday, a couple days ago, it was at 81,000 words. I think I've pushed it up to about 86,000 words now in the past few days. So plugging along here, though it is shaping up to be quite a honker of a book here. I mean, I'm still not completely done with the part two yet so you know we could be uh we could be looking at 160,000 plus words here which would definitely make it the largest book in the series so far so uh if you like big books and you cannot lie well <laughs> uh stay tuned for fire and ink which is coming out uh sometime this summer maybe a little later than i thought it would if it's actually going to be as long as it looks like it's going to be but uh uh, but there you go. Uh, and I am still all about motivation and discipline right now as I keep drafting. So uh, that was kind of the theme of uh, this week's quote of the week, which came from J.M. Barry, who wrote Peter Pan. That's that's fantasy, right? Maybe uh, the typical reader doesn't think of Peter Pan. Maybe it's not the first thing you think of when you think of fantasy, but uh, certainly a flying boy who can sprinkle dust on other people and make them fly is a fantasy. Um, so uh, the quote is, the moment you doubt whether you can fly, you cease forever to be able to do it. <clears throat> uh, so uh, at the risk of coming off as uh, a little arrogant here by quoting myself, uh, this week's quote did bring to mind something I intend to have one of the characters in Fire and Ink say, which is, doubt is the greatest enemy of inspiration. Uh, it's easy to get down on yourself when life gets hard, or maybe we don't even need to speak so broadly. It's easy to be frustrated when anything gets hard. But remember, the closer we get to achieving something worthwhile, the harder it often seems to reach the goal. This is why discipline is so important in virtually any endeavor. Uh, inevitably, at some point, that self-doubting voice is going to start whispering in the back of your mind to give up. And if you don't have your discipline to fall back on, your day-in, day-out routine of getting down to work, then you're much more likely to succumb. But when you show up and do your work each day, success is almost inevitable. Uh, so don't listen to that voice. Put your head down and get to it. Before you know it, you'll find yourself soaring over your obstacles and toward the horizon of your aspirations. And, uh... As is so often the case, uh, I hope that message resonates with some of you out there, but that's uh, just as much a message to myself <laughs> to keep plugging along on my writing as it is to anyone out there listening. Still, uh, as always, I hope you uh, enjoyed that quote of the week, and uh, 
the essay there. And uh, if you have a favorite fantasy quote, please do send it my way, and I may feature it in a future edition of Fantasy Quote of the Week. Also, uh, this quote was about flight uh, because I shared some bird photos that I took with uh, the camera I rented for my birthday a few weeks ago. So if uh, you are interested in seeing those and other photos that I take, all the photos in my newsletter are original ones that I take, uh, head over to dtkane.com slash email dash sign up, uh, and you can sign up for my newsletter uh, where you will uh, get my photos of the week in addition to that quote of the week and accompanying essay that goes out in the newsletter every Friday, or at least most Fridays. You know, occasionally life happens and I don't get a newsletter out, but... Uh, most Fridays it comes out and I do try to give things that are of value and of no cost to you in those newsletters. Uh, the quote of the week and the photos of the week are the, the, uh, the two big ones, but, uh, I share deals on books and, you know, occasionally I, uh, uh, write a free short story that's featured in there too. You know, of course I obviously also give updates on my writing and will occasionally, uh, let you know about deals or new releases of my books, which I uh, hope some of you out there will buy. But like I said, even if you uh, don't intend to ever uh, buy any of my books, the newsletter may still be worth your time. So uh, consider checking it out. Uh, Okay, that is all for this week. So again, we'll be reading the first half of chapter 38 of Declaimer's Discovery next week. Uh, So until then, this has been D.T. Kane's Epic fantasy book club thanks for listening to dt kane's epic fantasy book club if you liked today's episode please consider rating and reviewing wherever you listen to podcasts if you're watching on youtube give this video a thumbs up if you liked it and hit that subscribe button and the bell so you get notified whenever new episodes become available if you'd like to listen to back episodes or review the show notes visit dtkane.com podcast D.T. Kane's novels are available for purchase at most major online retailers, or you can purchase directly from his website at www.dtkane.com books. You can receive a free short story and sign up for D.T. Kane's mailing list at dtkane.com email dash sign up. If you'd like to connect, you can find D.T. Kane on Facebook at D.T. Kane Author or Twitter at D.T. Kane Author, or send D.T. Kane an email at dtkane at dtkane.com. See you next week.